Hi, I'm Vicky and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I am your host and I run Social Work Sorted, which provides training, guidance and advice for new social workers. This podcast now reaches over 30 countries, which I find really hard to believe still, but I'm so happy that it has been helpful for you on your social work journey. And if you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that I am taking you through your first four weeks in your social work job. So we're on week two in today's episode, and I'm going to talk through some of the things that you'll be able to do to start getting used to the systems that you're working in. So in week one, we looked at how you're feeling. We looked at getting to know people, how you could start creating a little toolkit for yourself and building positive habits. And today I want to focus a bit more on some practice tools that you can use to get yourself used to the IT systems that you're going to be working with every day. I know the sound of IT system sounds really boring, but in reality, you are going to be working with internal systems day in and day out. So now is the perfect opportunity to learn how to navigate that so it makes your job easier. My suggestion for how you can do that is to create a chronology. I do know that most social workers will roll their eyes when they hear the word chronology. And quite often chronologies are viewed as a huge, daunting and overwhelming task which is why I think they're a really good task to get started with when you are just qualified and starting in your job role. Ask your manager or your supervisor if there is a case or a family that is in need of an up-to-date chronology. It can be really helpful for you to go all the way back through a case file to start learning how to record a really clear and concise chronology. The reason I suggest doing a chronology is a similar reason to me suggesting you creating a toolkit of policy and procedures that you can download to your desktop. It means that instead of just flicking through case notes and case records mindlessly, if you have a task to do this for, it's going to mean that you're much more active in how you do that. If you are reading through somebody's case records from them being a very early age, sometimes it's even from birth, it gives you a chance to see how their story has been narrated by the different social workers who have worked with them. It means that you have the opportunity to look through those records and work out what is the relevant information, what do you need to know, what do you need to include in a chronology and how do you do that. If you're going through case records for a chronology, You then have to learn how to make that information concise. You have to learn how to present that information in a chronology where you are not just repeating it. Sometimes you have to rewrite it in a certain way. You have to be really clear on dates. You also have to be really clear on impact. So why are you including a particular incident in a chronology? All these things will be really good practice for you, writing your own chronologies, writing your own assessments and writing your own court statements. To complete a really high quality chronology that includes lots of information, you will need to navigate through case notes, you'll also need to navigate through meeting records, you'll need to navigate through any court statements or any statements that have been provided by other professionals. You will then be able to see all the different styles of writing. You'll be able to reflect on the way that a person's life has been storied by different people. 
you will start to see patterns of how people refer to the person in question. You will see patterns of good case notes, you will see bad case notes, you will see how different people view or have a perspective on different incidents and how that is collated on a case record on somebody's file. By focusing this task on one individual or one family, you will start to recognise where there are gaps in information. So when you are making your own case records, when you are making case notes, when you are recording minutes, you will then be aware of where the gaps will be because you have done this exercise almost as a reflective exercise. When you are completing chronologies, it's really important to include dates and periods of time. Completing a chronology in this way gives you the opportunity to start some really positive habits. Again, I talked about habit building last week, but we can build habits in the way that we practice as well. Try to get to grips with dates and times of when things happened, but also make a note that often in social work chronologies, we only include incidents of concern or we only include incidents where risk may have been heightened for a child or a young person. Start to recognise the strengths in case records. Start to recognise the times where maybe there has been no social work intervention in somebody's life and include that in a chronology as well because that helps us reflect on patterns. It helps us go back to a family or a person and say, look, this period of time there were no social workers involved. Why was that? What was happening at that time? Who was around you at that time? So it means that we can bring strength-based practice into every single area, including a chronology. Once you have completed your chronology, ask someone in the team to look over it. Ask them what they would do differently. Ask them what they think you have done well, because it's going to really help you having someone quality assure the work that you were doing and give you areas to look at and develop on as well. Then, once you've completed that, I want you to look really carefully at the chronology that you've written. Think about how you would feel if the words you were reading were about you and your family. Because children and young people can go back and view their records. If you write court statements, then chronologies will appear in those statements and they are shared with family, with children, with young people, with parents. Are you happy that how you have written is accurate? Are you happy that you have been non-judgmental in the way that you have worded things in your chronology? If there are judgments or opinions, are they in quotation marks? Have you differed between what is fact and what is not fact? And in your own mind, have you built or developed a picture of this family based on what you've read? Why do you think you have developed that picture of a family? Have you taken a certain view on members of that family based on the records that you have read, based on the minutes from meetings or based on records from home visits? What you will learn as you continue on your social work journey or what you may have already learned in placement is that what you read on paper may not be what you find in person, but it very much affects our perspective from the start. You might read a referral that says one thing and you go out to a home visit and you see something very different. As I said, often our chronologies can be very focused on risk and incidents of concern and they're not always as strength-based as they can be. So if you look critically at the chronology that you've created based on lots of different people's case records, 
really think about how that would feel to be the person reading that. How would it feel if somebody storied your life? How would it feel if someone took certain bits of information from certain files or records and pieced them together to give a picture or perspective of what has been happening for you and your child? You need to think about that because that's the humanity of social work. You might have these processes and tasks. You might need to, like I said, get used to an IT system because you're going to be using it every day. But you need to still find and hold on to the humanity in that. You need to be aware that children, young people, parents will read your case records and they will have an emotional reaction to that. So if you're working within a challenging system that doesn't always promote positive human relationships, there will always be ways that you can reflect on that and do as much as you can to balance risk-averse practice with person-centred practice. And you can do that through chronologies. However boring people might have led you to believe they are, they are a really good task to focus on to help you not only navigate through the IT systems, moving between different forms and case notes, learning how to collate information, how to make that information concise and how to make it accurate, but also a way of reflecting on the power that you hold with the words that you write. And while you have the time to do that in your second week in practice, hopefully you have the time to do that in your second week in practice, then embrace that, make an effort, complete that to the best of your ability, and then use that chronology as something you can critically reflect on throughout the rest of your induction. I hope that's been helpful for you. It's just one idea. You can do this at any point, but I suggest it at the start of your journey because it is a time-consuming task to complete. At the end of week two, you should keep reflecting on those positive habits that I talked about in week one. Make sure that even if you are starting to pick up cases or shadow people or maybe start to co-work different things, that you are still cultivating those positive habits, finishing on time where you can, taking a lunch break or just making sure that you leave the office at least once in a day just to get some fresh air if you can. Next episode I will be guiding you through week three of your social work job so make sure if you're not already you subscribe to the podcast. There are also a number of other episodes you can listen to either with focuses on practice or with guest interviews which are all related to social work and you will find lots of advice from different people connected to the social work field that will be helpful for you starting your journey in social work. There is lots coming up on Social Work Sorted in September and I will put all the information in the show notes but what I'm most excited about is that my guide to assessment skills is going to be released in September. I've been working on this for nearly two years since I started Social Work Sorted and I've put everything that I know and everything that I advise in one place for you. I wanted this guide to be something simple, something accessible, something that you can refer to throughout the day, something that you can have on your phone to flick through when you need to as a little reminder and something to stop assessments feeling so overwhelming and unmanageable. So I will put a link in the show notes for anyone who wants the early access to that and to know more about the assessment skills guide and if you follow me on Instagram there'll be lots more updates about what's coming up in September. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your support of this podcast and please do share it with another new social worker who might find this helpful. As ever, I would invite you to take a pause wherever you are, 
and close your eyes if you feel comfortable. And just take a deep breath. Get into the habit of doing this throughout the day if you need to as a new social worker, whether it's in the car before you enter into the office or just as you leave. Don't underestimate the power of just slowing down a little bit. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.